ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Thank you for joining us today on Flight QS214 with QuickSmart Airways. Please ensure that your seat back is upright and your seatbelt fastened as I take you through today's safety demonstration. Because, as recent news has shown us, you never know when you're going to need it. I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Quick Smart, the show that feeds you big ideas in bite-sized pieces. So, in light of some pretty close calls recently, just how safe are aeroplanes? Are technological advances improving air travel? And is the risk of a malfunction just something we have to deal with if we want to go on a nice little holiday? Someone who has been checking for their nearest exit is Lucy Sweeney. Hello, Lucy. Hello, Tegan. Are you a nervous flyer? I'm actually not. And I think I've become less nervous about flying since I started looking into some of the crazy things that have been happening with airline incidents in the past few months and reporting on some of those for the ABC. Basically, I have learned just how incredibly safe we are when we get on planes and how relatively rare these kinds of disasters are. So there's been sort of two big ones so far this year and we're only in the beginning of like the first quarter of the year. Talk to me about these two sort of high profile accidents that have happened recently. Yeah. So 2024 really kicked off with some scary plane incidents. On Jan 2, there was a Japan Airlines passenger jet that collided with a smaller Coast Guard plane on the runway at an airport in Tokyo. Five of the six crew on board that plane were killed, but remarkably all of the passengers and crew on the bigger passenger jet survived. Investigations are still underway as to what happened, but as we learn more about what led to these kinds of incidents, it'll become more clear how to avoid them in future. That was like the first couple of days of the new year, one airplane disaster, and then another one happened pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah, so three days after that happened, passengers on an Alaska Airlines flight from Portland to Ontario got the fright of their lives when a door plug blew out of the airplane, so basically created this massive gaping hole in the middle of the cabin, and it forced an emergency landing. Again, incredibly, everyone survived. There was nobody actually sitting in the two seats that were right next to where this big hole got ripped into the fuselage. Uh, But the headrests on one of those seats did go missing. There was a kid nearby whose shirt was apparently ripped off uh, in the chaos. But yeah, that was a pretty scary one. And that incident actually led to a whole fleet of planes being grounded. So it was the Boeing 737 MAX 9 series. There's quite a few airlines around the world that have those planes and all of them were grounded by the aviation authorities whilst they investigated what happened. How did that door plug just get blown off and how do we ensure that that doesn't happen again? Because obviously not ideal. Did they find it in any of the other ones? So during the inspections of the grounded 737s, there have been some loose bolts discovered. Now, I should stress that the investigation hasn't been concluded yet about whether loose bolts were indeed what led to that particular one being blown out. But loose bolts have very much been implicated in previous airline disasters and there's one I want to tell you about. Well, so, yeah, because you keep promising to tell us about things that are going to reassure us, but this is a story I want to hear. It gets scarier before it gets 
safer. <laughs> so have I told you the one about the pilot who got sucked out of the windscreen? Um, please tell me right now. Okay. So in the summer of 1990, we're going back more than 30 years, there was this British Airways flight that was taking off for Malaga, resort town in Spain. And 13 minutes into the flight, there was this massive bang from the cockpit as the internal door blew out. One of the flight attendants went straight into the cockpit to find out what had happened. And they saw a massive hole where the windscreen should have been. And the pilot had been half sucked through the windscreen. So his legs were still inside, kind of trapped between the control column and the front of the plane. And his body, his torso was pinned up against the outside of the aircraft by the oncoming oh winds. Gosh. So this flight attendant rushes in, grabs onto the legs <laughs> of that pilot, whilst another attendant comes in to clear some of the debris off the control panel of this plane <laughs> so that the co-pilot can take back the controls because the plane had gone into a slight nosedive, which seems to have happened because the pilot... As he was being sucked out, his legs sort of pushed the control column down. Anyway, so the co-pilot is trying to wrangle back controls of this plane whilst these two flight attendants are trying to hold on to this pilot to prevent his entire body from being sucked out. The rest of the cabin crew are trying to calmly reassure all of the passengers on board that everything's fine. Yes, you heard a big bang and the cabin is filling with smoke and it seems pretty scary, but don't worry, we're on it. So this co-pilot is trying to find somewhere safe to land. They've only just taken off like 13 minutes ago, so they're not far from where they departed from. But he's struggling to hear anything back from air traffic control because the wind is rushing into the cockpit so quickly. And so there's this roar happening. My blood pressure is rising right now. Meanwhile, a third flight attendant comes in to try and relieve the two attendants who have been holding on to the body of this pilot who by this point they all presume is dead, right, because he has been hanging out of this windscreen in the altitude that they're flying at and his body is just kind of like banging up against the outside of the aircraft. But they're trying to hold on to him so that his body doesn't get sucked into one of the engines and cause a fire because that would be bad. Eventually, the co-pilot manages to find somewhere to land safely. They bring it into landing. Textbook perfect landing, by the way. Bring it into land. The crew get all of the passengers off the airplane and emergency services are kind of, you know, there ready to meet them. They come on expecting to pull this pilot's body from the plane. You're not going to believe this. He survives. Oh, my gosh. So this pilot had lost consciousness and then he's on the stretcher with the paramedics and the first thing that he says to them is, I want to eat. <laughs> right? Remarkably, there are very few injuries. So the, the pilot got frostbite, he had injured his elbow and a wrist, I think, and one of the flight attendants who'd been holding onto his body dislocated a shoulder. Other than that, everyone's fine. I can't believe I've never heard that story before. This is my favourite plane crash movie story about this guy. There are some really great dramatisations <laughs> of this that I would recommend that you watch. How does that happen, right? They do an investigation and they discover that this windscreen had essentially been installed with an assortment of the wrong bolts. But we're talking bolts that were off by millimetres. So essentially when it got to a certain altitude and pressure, that was enough to suck that windscreen out and take the pilot with it. That's crazy. I definitely need the pellet cleansing statistical reassurance that you've <laughs> promised me, please. I'm getting to that. So essentially that all came down to human error, right? So it turned out that the windscreen had been replaced 
27 hours before the flight and the maintenance manager that was responsible for it had just made a series of errors in reinstalling it that meant that plane took off with the incorrect parts. And so the airline and all of the authorities that were, you know, relevant at that time made a series of changes and there was much more oversight. They changed the way those repairs were due to be carried out and all those sorts of things. So essentially it came down to a series of human errors, which is thought to be the leading cause of commercial airline incidents. For example, in the British Airways one, it came down to human errors at the engineering stage. The investigations are yet to be concluded, but it's thought that there was probably human error involved in the Tokyo runway crash. And I suppose the grain of hope that I have in that is that in all of these disasters and in many others that I haven't been able to talk about, human factors are also widely credited as the number one thing that leads to that miraculous survival in all of those instances, right? So in both the Japan Airlines flight, the crew were facing these terrifying circumstances. There was a fire on the plane, as I said, some of their emergency exits weren't operational. They still managed to get all of those passengers off that plane within 18 minutes and safely. In the Alaska Airlines flight, the crew were able to keep most people calm whilst that pilot brought it in for landing. And so it really is a reminder, I suppose, that for the most part, airline crews and staff are very, very well trained about what to do in a disaster. And they have really shown to be able to minimise the dramatic effects of what can go wrong when you're flying. There's also a psychological perspective to this as well, which is like an aircraft crash is big, scary news, even if everyone's fine at the end of it or more or less fine. Like, you know, the situations that you described with the exception of the horrible instance of the Coast Guard plane, all of those other things like kind of nothing happened, even though something really happened. But we kind of grab onto these stories because they're so splashy. And so you kind of, you elevate that risk profile of that thing above perhaps something with a similar risk that we take every day, like, you know, getting behind the wheel of a car. Totally. And the fact remains, and you know, all of the aviation safety experts who I've been chatting to about these stories that have been happening this year have really been reminding me that largely flying is incredibly safe. Of course, we hear about these terrifying incidents because they are really interesting to people and it is something that people are going to pay attention to. But you don't hear headlines about all of the thousands of flights that take off and land every single day around the world very, very safely. And various studies have shown that the risk of dying in a car crash, for example, are a lot higher than your risks are of dying in a plane crash. And accident rates and onboard fatalities have dramatically improved since the first few decades of commercial flight. And these days, if you follow the advice of that very well-trained cabin crew and perhaps pay attention to the safety briefing at the beginning of the flight, you'll probably be okay. I will put it over my nose and mouth and breathe normally. Lucy, thank you so much. Thank you. QuickSmart today was made on the lands of the Jagera and Turrbal and Gadigal people. If you like the show, please tell a friend about it and make sure you're following QuickSmart so you never miss an episode. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.